Yuka Freitala. Yuka Freitala. <laughs> Hello, comrades, and welcome to the 551 podcast. This is the end of the season episode. We took a little bit of break. And now we're back here in real life at the Black Heart of St. Paul in the beautiful cocktail lounge, drinking yinglings, which are not... Salute! Yeah, cheers. Cheers at home. Yeah. Here, this is the crackle of a, a yingling tall boy. We don't have them for sale at the bar, but uh, Corey, Corey brought some illicit ones uh, back from Pennsylvania. Always. Uh, it's great to see you guys. It's great to talk to you listeners. Uh, we haven't talked to you in weeks because we... Just felt like, well, we actually wanted to do research, and we needed a solid three weeks to do that research. <laughs> and also, like, we were kind of burned out, and I feel like this, now we can have we have a little bit of breadth. Um, you can look back uh, w- without so much frustration on, on the season and how it went. And, um, yeah, so I think that here we are. Um, we're going to do record two episodes tonight, so in a couple days we'll put out the Looking Forward episode and, and it'll be out of date i'm sure some weird things will happen um but for now we're going to talk what was 2021 like before that let's do some good the bad and the weird let's warm ourselves up the good is that uh if you're listening to this we're recording on a wednesday thursday minnesota women's soccer are going to be announcing the inaugural the first ever coaching staff for the team uh three coaches who are going to be announced uh, that's all I'll say. Someone who's listening to this at 10, getting the news before it's out at 11, mm-hmm. and you're very special. Um, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, we also a- Anything else happened this week with the team? Uh, we also completed, way over completed, selling the one, $1 million in shares, which oh. was pretty, pretty crazy. 3,080 investors. Um, I think it was 200,000 oversubscribed, meaning we couldn't sell to 200,000 worth of investments. Um, it's a- absolutely wild. We never thought we would do that well. Um, uh, I get, Andrea Yach keeps telling me to not say things like that because she wants <laughs> to be like, no, we totally expected. But this is the podcast where I get to say what I want. You're the boss here. Um, well, yeah, or more, <laughs> more. I think that it's, it, is, it was like we didn't think that we would be in the level of Detroit City and Chattanooga because they have uh, a lot more established stuff. So it's super cool. Uh, it was a massive success. And now we've got to figure out what the plans are for all of that. And we've got uh, end of the month, or not this month, January, we've got to announce a brand and uh, name and everything. And we've got to get a venue. And there's lots of things that are going to be happening. Merch but and kits and all sorts of stuff that we can buy. Yeah, yep. I was just talking to the... Right? Yeah, well, that's a, yeah, that's um, happening uh, as as we you listen now or in the past, and um, and then I was talking work. to the uh, <laughs> doctor, who talking episode. to the kit designer who's gonna. We've got Forward Madison's kit designer working with us, uh, formerly of Forward, Forward Madison. So anyway, so it's it's super cool. Um, that's that's the good. Um, anyone else have any goods? Uh, or I mean, we'll go to it's tough to be more good than that the, the bad yeah yeah there we go um we'll go to the bad which this comes from uh, molly hensley clancy who uh, uh updates us on the news of this pitch invader well the first part of the bad is this dude um during the fa cup match between chelsea and arsenal 
No, Juventus. Juventus. Oh, Juventus. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Not, yeah. It was, it was a Champions, Champions League. League match. Champions League, yeah. Uh, this dude walks on the pitch, just, just chalant, nonchalant, just taking photos, being a total dipshit. And no one in the stadium, none of the security um, totally seemed to seem bothered. By the way. What? He totally looks like he comes from Edina, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. He Absolutely. He looks, looks like he's wearing like a knockoff. His, his name was Chase, yeah. for sure. He, he's wearing like Could a knockoff. Could have been Todd. He's wearing like a knockoff members only jacket. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he he's walking walking across the pitch. Sam Kerr then eventually kind of like kind of walks, 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 and then runs over and just knocks him to the ground. She, she barely took two steps. It was just like yeah. just how unbelievably fit she is but, and how just weak this yeah, man was. Yeah, she's like a foot shorter and just totally clobbers well, him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, she was trying to go away because she didn't want the guy to follow him because you don't know when you have a pitch invader what they're trying to do. Your safety is yeah. the concern. And as she started going away and he started following her in some sort of sense, she decided that she wasn't going to take of it and just lower her shoulder yeah. perfectly. And and the news then from the extra bad here from Molly Hensley Clancy, Clancy is um, that apparently the law is written so that uh, women's games don't actually count as designated matches under the law, which means you can't be arrested for being a pitch invader, which is such a cool law yet, England yet, has. Yet Sam Kerr got a yellow card. Yeah, yeah that's the part I don't get, like. Like, how do you get a yellow card for that? Like, we've seen other 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 pitch invaders. If you invaders. attack a pitch invader or something, you can get yellow or red carded. I mean, I, I think that. But but mostly, when was the last time we made a men's game? Someone got a yellow card for the attack. Oh, I've seen that happen. Rarely. Um, but, I think any time you put your you put your you interact with a fan in that way, you will but, get but carded. But it's like, but but the the the, the point is that. The the pitch invader can't have there's there's no repercussions. Right, yeah. that's the and thing. that's the that's the frustrating part. Um, they release his name. The weird is that um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, posted on Instagram uh, just a picture of him hanging out with the Pope. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, you know, that's that's what happens. Some of the comments after the picture were hilarious, like "God meets Pope." <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing too is he's wearing all black, right? And yeah. the, and the Pope was wearing like all white. I'm like. It's, it's very, it's very like season, season six of Lost. Yeah. Well, I never watched Lost, so I wouldn't okay. know. I'll take your word for it. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. totally does. Does. Yeah, um, I'll take your word for it. So uh, let, let, let's do Bebelo update in the news section, so that when we break, we can just do the review. We um, we're gonna put it in this and not the next episode of the 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 future look forward because we think it might be out of date by the time we or he might be sentenced (laughs) yeah it might be yeah it might be sentenced to to long prison so mark why don't you catch us up on what's going on all right all started about two saturdays ago he was at a party in chinatown and um apparently him and his buddies and where um argentina thank you yeah in in cordoba uh, cordoba cordoba i believe cordoba 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 corduroy Corduroy? No, no, okay. he's messing with you. Yeah, fine. So Anyways, he's, he's in he, Chinatown. In he's in Chinatown, and um, he's at a party. And apparently, um, he and his buddies decide to um, threaten with a, allegedly, threaten a 17-year-old with a weapon, uh, assault said 17-year-old, and a pistol whip him too. Yeah, and then rob him. So well, Bebelo um, appar- allegedly did the pistol whipping part. Mm-hmm. Um, the others and the, th- and the threatening allegedly. with the weapon because apparently he, 
There's brandishing of a weapon and then threatening with. Well, death. I think the brandishing is yeah. then he brandished it in his face. Yeah. So is is the maybe maybe there were separate. Moves. I think the assault was actually hitting him, and then the yeah. threatening was brandishing and would pointing oh. the gun at his head. Oh, okay, fair or enough. Someone pointed supposedly allegedly somebody pointed allegedly the gun at in the. the kid's face allegedly so anyways uh the that was on saturday the following sunday on december 5th uh the kid's friend posted video and like pictures of the kid of the kid's face and they also went to the police and then the next monday on this december 6th there's a supposedly video that's released of baby those buddies beating up the kid's buddy who reported them him well snitches do get stitches yes, they, so. down, down in argentina they do yeah and um, and then on the following Tuesday on the seventh, uh, he was arrested by police who are investigating the um, allegations against him, and they are investigating three charges, which, like I said, are um, threatening with a weapon, assault, and robbery. Uh, he has been in custody since December seventh. Uh, he was in uh, basically held in isolation uh, for COVID protocols for like the first week, so he like wasn't interacting with anybody. And then um, on Tuesday, uh, the December 14th, he was um, brought in front of the prosecutor where he testified um, about everything that happened. Um, I am not overly familiar with the Argentine legal system, but apparently um, now that he has testified in front of the prosecutor, the prosecutor now has 10 days to further investigate and then either charge or release him. And so that's where we're at now. And then also he just got moved from uh, isolation to the general population. So now he gets to hang out with everybody awesome. out, in the, out in the yard, play some soccer. Can't you know? wait for the videos from the soccer yard pitches and games and stuff like that. Bebelo, like It'll be heartwarming. Uh, it's going to be like when Ronaldinho was in the... Oh, it's going to be even yeah. better. Oh, yeah. So the, there's the, the playing concerns for the team of what, what, what does this mean for the team. There's also... Um, you know, just the whole fact that the team's best player, one of the best players in the league, is in jail for uh, attacking a kid. Uh -huh. um, and I also, this is his third time he's been involved with some sort of like gun violence as well. Like right. back in 2017, he was charged, or again, I think it was charged, um, with being the um, driver uh, for a drive by shooting. And those charges were never acted on because he made a financial settlement with the victim. Right. And prior to that, I believe he was a victim of some gun violence where he was shot in the leg. It's, it's just, you know, like if, you know, you, you, years ago, we talked about the Apache series on Netflix. I think we've talked about it like every time you're on the podcast. No, 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 no that's week. not it. <laughs> I wish. But if everyone would have watched Apache, then you would know what was going on. I watched the first episode last week. And but the the thing is in 2017 the, the interesting was is like he was the getaway driver, didn't get charged for it, but admitted that was he was at the scene. So the 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 issue while I was watching the um, Argentinian news, one thing funny thing is that it's the first time in an Argentinian media that I, that I see them positively giving giving accolades to the MLS as a league. <laughs> Which was totally baffling for me. We made they, it, guys. Don, yeah. Don Garber is like, you know what? Whatever it takes, <laughs> right? And I was like, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, he's he's you know he put it in jeopardy his career, his great career in MLS with such a great upcoming league. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, this doesn't make sense at all. This is not an Argentinian um, 
media. But regardless of that, I mean, it's just, there's a the priors is what make this situation just more complicated in itself. The fact that because he's Bebelo and he's Emmanuel Reynoso and he is some sort of figure in the area, he he gets brought in because no one else has been been identified in the in in the attack, and so I think he's being held in so he can be the. Um, the Takashi 69 and have to rat out his buddies in order to cut a deal in some sort of way. No, if anything, like, I feel like this, if, I mean, whether or not he comes back and plays, it's kind of up in the air. Hope, hopefully, well, it's, he's obviously a guy where, this is where Ozzy taking on a role as like a mentor and on a coaching staff would be huge and important going forward. Like, if he could kind of take him under his wing, and I don't know what Ozzy's community relations thing is, but Sign him to a coaching deal and get him on there. He was signed with a community relations role. I, I mean, did Indeed. anyone see a single picture of him out <laughs> in the in the wild this year? No, that, I mean that, that maybe that's why he he had his kids kick the come balls out in the ball. Back. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah that's it. Yeah. He's like, you know, if you just do this. Um, well, I don't know. There's a lot to to think about with Bebelo, and it, it's very disappointing that like the two most creative players for the team, one is like. Uh, running with some bad youths, uh, uh -huh. and the other one is kind of racist <laughs> with so. a really bad temper. Yeah, <laughs> they're so. both have it's, bad it's, tempers. It's, it's, uh -huh. a, it's a short guy syndrome. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. Speaking Great. from experience, <laughs> um, not the racism, just the anger, just the deep, deep-seated anger. All right. On that note, Cor on Corey's deep-seated <laughs> anger, um, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll start our 2021 review. gentlemen it's the 2021 review uh let's start this um uh, let's start by talking about we're gonna do some grades and i want to talk about the players who came in this year i think that this is exhaustive we had uh callum montgomery dj taylor kibben gucci yukaraitala uh will trap nico hansen frank payne joseph rosales Aziel jackson justin mcmaster Patrick Weah, Agadello, Fernando Adi, Adrian Unu, and Wanchope. Come in. I don't think I missed anyone. If I did, I'm really sorry. You can send me an email. Um, how did we do overall uh, with filling out the roster this year? Uh, and then I want to know who the biggest hits and misses were. So let's, let's start with you, Corey. Your grade of the roster completion this year. I mean, overall, I, I think that we're still filling out our depth. I mean, I would give us like a C. Was our roster better this year than last year? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think it was much worse. I think our problems changed. Okay. I think the problems that we had last year shifted in different ways this year. And so like, okay. you know. So I would say, yeah, well, like we get a C. It's it's a passing grade, but it's there's no. I don't think there was any marked improvement. We love passing grades in this team. Oh, uh, your so biggest so your passing. biggest hit and your biggest miss. Uh, let me pull out my written notes. Uh, I would say, the the biggest hit is is Fragapane, especially for his his price. What is he making? Like 175. Yeah, a year, actually, like some that? of it is in in uh, um, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. tokens yeah. too it's you know um Which might be why he's so mad <laughs> he, he was he was my number one my number my number two 
um, because I have two. Uh, Will Trap is a, is a great second. I think you, you, uh, other people can answer too. Oh, okay, so you don't fine. have to take all the um, hits. Right, <laughs> Corey. Listen, listen. Who has the Peabody here? Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think our biggest flop for me um, is Yuka Raitala. I mean, we brought him in as depth for preferably left back. We kind of started him as a center back at a necessity, and then we moved him to left back, and it was just abysmal, and then he just fell out of favor with Heath, even though that he is clearly would have deputized just fine for Chase in certain moments. Heath just did his thing. Uh, Mark, do you want to give us your overall grade? Yeah, on the roster? Yeah. Basically, again, a C. I think... We improved our starters, like our starting 11, when we were, everybody was fit, improved, but our depth got worse somehow. Uh, it just none of our depth pieces seemed to click and seemed to be usable. Like, and the ones that were, Heath didn't play. Yeah. So I, I give it a C. Uh, as far as the player, the biggest hits, I mean, again, yeah. I'd probably say Will Trap, just because he was around longer. And played a bit more, and I mean, but yeah, I mean, again, Frank Pine for the for the dollars for performance, like he's a huge value, he's yeah. great. Um, I'd say, and opposite of Frank Payne, like the dollar and the worst value would be Juan Chope, like for like being the highest paid salary on the team, he did not perform at all and was terrible, and you know, it wasn't his last action. And it wasn't that we uh, we didn't expect him. Like, we expected him to not be very good. Uh-huh. We were like, why did we sign this guy? What's going on? It's quite obvious that, like, this was a – we missed our big target, and we got to get someone in. Yep. Uh, Rodrigo, what, how did we do overall? Um, I, th- I think overall we did okay. I, 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 wanna, I, I don't want to say a C just because everyone said a C, but, I, I, you know, I think we did better – I want to say more like a D plus in a sense – I think the only thing that really stood out offensively, right, was, uh, of course, Fragapane Unu. Um, even though a lot of people like gave Unu a lot of a lot of a lot of heat, um, I thought he had a, a decent season for the time that he came in in, in his production level. I mean, um, seven goals, you know, when our leading scorer scored nine. I think. Um, is is I think is a good is a, is is a good good idea and a good and good progress in a, some sort of sense. Not the best, but expect more for next year. I think overall, um, you know, I I just I, under, I I see and understand they went Chope, but I just did not understand uh, Fernando Ari, and that for me became yeah. the the um, the one pivot point that I, that I didn't understand the aspect of of we needing attacking power. And there being options out there for us as, as at the forward, and and having to pick something that felt more like just picking to pick instead of picking to actually have a progression at the position. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give him a, a C minus. I, I think um, in addition to the points you guys have already made, which are great, um, you have the fact that we already have an aging squad, and we're always constantly being set up to win now because we're not investing in young players. Our defense is getting older. We didn't do much to shore it up. Our midfield, uh, we did have a, a, a little bit of success with um, Trap. Uh, Joseph Rosales is, is kind of 
he got some minutes, so obviously he's showing Heath something there, and um, we're just we're, we're getting more static, and so we didn't do a lot to add to it. We have a lot of we'll talk about in the next episode a lot of holes to fill, and we weren't that successful this year. Uh, I'll say for me the biggest flop was uh, Juan Agudelo. Um, I think that. Fernando Adi, I could see as like a all right. Well, we need we we just don't have any fit strikers. We got to get someone in here. But the fact that you had uh, Agudelo here, um, you brought him in, and, and even he wasn't usable. Um, and we all knew like Juan Agudelo was a known quantity. We know what he's there. We we know that CJ Sapong was available. Like if you want to get an elderly player who's still banging in goals, get CJ Sapong. So I think um Agudel is who I'm going to put there for for kind of the the biggest flop. Um but biggest success. Uh you guys mentioned obviously Will Trap and Frank Payne. I don't know if there's any way to say anyone other than the, those guys. Um yeah, so I'll just say Will Trap I talked about how excited I was that he was signed, and I was glad that I was right. So you're welcome, everyone. Um, we want to do a positional review here and talk about how we did on the team via each position. Uh, goalkeeper is going to be the easiest one. We'll move our way forward. Let's start there. Um, Rodrigo, I'll start with you on the goalkeeper. How did our how did our goalkeeping team do this year? We We saw mostly, obviously... Uh, Tyler Miller, but the first four games and then the last game, the playoff game of the season, we had DJ Taylor. How did we use all those guys? Not DJ Taylor. <laughs> Dan, Dan Sinclair, Sinclair Dan sorry. Sinclair. <laughs> no, um, Dan, Dan Sinclair. Da Dan Sinclair? Dance? Head Dance and Sinclair. Um, I thought, you know, like, we, the, our goalkeeping, we had a, a goalkeeper that almost was able to match the clean sheets of a Vito Minone. So that's, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good sign. And we had a, a yeah, decent nine, Tyler Miller had nine yep. shutouts this year. Yep. And so, um, and, and Dane Sinclair uh, was, was put in a position in which, unfortunately, he wasn't able to produce with the, with the bad start that we had. And, you know, rightfully so. Um, was was bench. I also think you know these two are, are very competitive, and I think they're very good keepers. And it's good to have two good keepers. And I think that was probably one of the uh, better uh, positions that we were um, at 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 a depth in a sense, right? Like we could interchange these players and put together with the correct lineup and and support. Both of them could be successful, right? It, it would have been if if the U.S. Open Cup had been played this year right Dane Sinclair would have had a run out in all of those matches right we didn't have that we didn't have any other kind of cup matches or any other specialty things we didn't have any friendlies we didn't have any of that stuff understandable why but yeah we would have had killer depth and at that at goalkeeper for that um and so did you give a grade oh I'm sorry my grade was a B B okay uh, Mark uh I'd probably go B plus like uh the only thing that brought down, I mean, obviously, Dane St. Clair was put in a shit situation where everybody around him for mostly, pretty much all five matches that he started played terrible. Like, we looked terrible in yeah. Portland after 11 minutes, and the first four matches kind of speak for themselves. Uh, and, I mean, Tyler Miller, he, his shot stopping was fantastic. Uh, the only thing that kind of holding that is, like, his distribution is still just completely awful. And, um, I mean, when, and Dane St. Clair's isn't great, but when you make Dane St. Clair's distribution look good, like, 
your distribution is pretty bad. And so that's the only thing kind of bringing him, like Tyler, down. I thought he had a really great year. I give our goalkeepers a B plus. Um, I think we were good. I think our depth was fine. I think Tyler Miller is the starting goalkeeper. His distribution isn't as good as as Dane St. Clair's, but Dane's is not great. Uh, but his shot stopping is great, and his ability to lead the back line, f- take it for what whatever that means, is better than than Dane's. Um, but you know, Dane St. Clair's hopefully the goalkeeper of the future and i want to see him get some reps b plus i would have loved to see dane have a much more stable back line at the beginning of the season which would have given him a little bit more um of a buffer before getting yanked yeah i'll give him an actually an a minus i think um oh, wow. t- tyler miller had very few yips this year um later on in the season he started had a few but i thought that he was um, you know, obviously he didn't save everything, but I, I thought that there were a few gaffes that he had. And for goalkeepers, that's that's a lot, being really stable. I thought our defense this year was all very good, and I thought that his stability was great there. I think Dane St. Clair, we can talk about the goalkeeper of the future, but also we need to see him be the goalkeeper of the future. And I know a lot of people are like, why keep this guy around um, if, if you're going to have him? But if he's not ready, he's not ready. If a team came in and thought he was ready and offered 800000 yeah, sure, we'd get rid of him. But for now, you've got a, a pretty good goalkeeper in Tyler Miller. I think uh, he played above his level this year. And I think you've got a guy who we think there might be something there who you can rely on uh, off and on and you can test out. And I think that that's a good situation to be in. And as long as he's still getting somewhat frequent call-ups to the Canadian national team, that's still a signal to us that there is development there. That yeah, it, or that Canada has bad goalkeepers. I mean, listen. <laughs> hey, top and cock cap right now. Yeah. They yeah. are. They are. <laughs> uh, let's, let's move to that defense then. Um, I'll, I'll start first just to, to shake things up. Uh, you know, we had uh, mainly, we'll talk about the actual defensive pairings, but we, we had mainly Debassi and Boxall in there. Um, both of them, one of the worries for me going in was that they were old. You know, they're both, uh, Boxall is aging. He um, had a really good year last year. His kind of uh, with no Ike, and now I think this year he's cemented the fact that he went from a guy we were not very impressed with when he came to a really top-notch, solid uh, center back. Debassi um, did not score any headers this year, did he? He came in and, and like we thought this guy was going to score a lot of goals. No, but didn't he have one? I thought he scored one. I know that there, he had a couple called off. He had one but, goal. Okay, so one um, goal, one assist. I, I think that I'll give them a a a, a, um, a B because of the center back pairing. The fullbacks were bad this year. I thought Metinier did not have. He uh, declined this year. I thought Chase Gasper started out terribly and then got um, a little bit more secure. Uh, Metnir was good in the attack, but then we had no, absolutely no depth beyond that. So I'll give them a B, but that is definitely Boxall's getting him that B because Boxall gets an A minus this year, and uh, Debassi gets a B plus, and everyone else gets a, a something, something shitty. Uh, Corey, do you want to? Yeah, uh, I also give him a B. Um, I think that filling Eiko shoes is a tall order. I think Debassi has proved to be 
good. I don't know if he's the best partner for Boxall because I think that they're both, they both like to go on their adventure runs. Um, and we need one of them to be the, the stay at home anchor. And I think both of the, I think we figured it out that Debassi is the one that can roam. I don't think they, they very, they, they don't go on a walkabout when, no, but, when but you, at the same time. No, 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 no. But, but you do tend to see them both be pulled out. Oh, position but being pulled out. I thought you meant like the moving forward with the ball. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Don't, they don't usually they take usually the ball. They usually don't for, do it at both at the same does time. it against San Jose once a year. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> which, is, which is great. But, uh, yeah, I give them a B. I think um, I agree with you. Our fullbacks kind of shifted. I, I think Metonair's floor is higher than Chase's for sure. Uh, I think he's still one of the best right backs in the league. Um he hasn't, to me, he hasn't been the same since he came back from AFCON, was it two years ago, when he had that big, big run out, um, and he was gone for like a month and a half. Uh, I think the fatigue has just set in. He hasn't been the same since. Um, or he died and got replaced by a clone that is oh, uh, not quite as good. There's I mean, glitches in the Attack yeah. of the clones? What? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know. It's all, it's all possible. Uh, Chase, I do think, I think Chase got better when Fragapane came in. Yes. And we had talked about that left wing putting him under a lot of pressure, putting Correct. Chase under a lot. Correct. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, did you give a grade? Yeah, I said a B. Okay. You just didn't listen. Sorry, I, well, there's lots of things. I was pointing at everyone. I'm directing here. We, so just, we, just, we just go chill. in and pick okay. a circle. Pick All right. A order. Rodrigo, do you start with a grade so I know that it happens. Oh, B minus. Thank you. Okay. What, what do you see? What do you um, see? I, I thought the, um, the, the work that the bossy did – was good work. Um, there were there were certain things and in, in he's, that he's good at. Um, at the beginning of the, of the season, he had a tendency to try to play the ball long to a running um, player, so playing a through ball, and he that's that's how he got his his assist. I think his one assist was being able to thread the ball through the midfield and the defense do that, and 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 then kind of do that. And and to be honest, I I don't mind when he does that. I think he's much better passer than 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 Boxer will, will, will be at that momentum, but he has a tendency to stab and not really be that vocal and aware of his positional uh, when it becomes to a transitional aspect of it. Boxy is is more centered. Boxy, of course, is the center of this defense, the you know our our, our wall, and he's developed in to me in one of the you know. The, the, the top center backs in, in, in this league, in my opinion, he's been solid for us. And the production drops ex a lot when he's not in there. And we saw that when he was injured. Um, I think, I think those, those are probably the things. I think Metinier is, is, is getting older. He, he just seems to be trying to do the same things and not, he seems not to be all there. I also think he's, He's he's worn out in a sense, right? He's being used a lot, not only in in our team, but also in Afcon and all these different things. He's he's playing a lot of minutes with few rest in between. But he's still a great player, um, and he showed that when he's in the box and he's uh, when he dribbles into the box and finds a a, a pass through or a pass back out, um, he's more effective than than crossing the ball. And Gasper, um, he's our 
you know, he's a Swiss Army knife in a sense. You don't know what you're going to sort of get in some sort of way. He's physical. He's a Swiss Army knife he, with our, only one blade. He's, he's, oh, yeah, exactly. Right. No, well, one <laughs> blade and, like, and, like, a, and like, our, the cork is, like, you know, the cork thing is all, all crooked. And he's, our, he's our Forrest Gump box of chocolates. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, just, he's, got, he's just, got the blade, no. but then every now and then Pedro pops out with a corkscrew. Yeah, every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, it's, it's a two-piece, and you're like, oh, I thought that this is I didn't, I didn't know Swiss Army made shivs. And I feel like his start of the season was horrible and and i'm sure he knew it but also at the same time once that left side got more stable it became a lot easier for them and it's obvious that in this offense you know we use our fullbacks to be able to create which i kind of don't agree with in in that matter but overall i mean it, it is what it is till now so mark you i do a c plus okay in that um are, yeah, I mean, basically a B for the fullback or for the center backs and a, you know, C, yeah. C minus for the fullbacks. And, um, but yeah, but interestingly, like, I did look at like center back pairings because I was curious, like, right, because we've, we've mentioned two of them, but we also had Brent Coleman play a lot. And right. we also had Raytala play early in the season. Um, it was Brent Coleman's uh, best season as a yeah. professional. And it yeah, also no, because I looked at because I basically just looked at like, um, you know, basically of the four center backs that we played this year, like number of starts they had and like how they did when they started. And surprisingly, Brenton Coleman started 13 matches for us and he was at 1.38 points per game when he starts. And that's compared to Boxel, who had 26 starts and he was at 1.15 points per game. And Debassi had 27 starts and he was at point. One one points per game when he started. Cool. And that's so. That's an important stat to remember as a bullshit stat. Totally is. But it's also interesting when, you, like, when the, we talk Cassani Dotson the, later. The, 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 the big thing. But the, no, like, and also interesting too is like the the pairings is that, I mean, we always, I mean, obviously, um, Debassi and Boxel, um, you know, they had eighteen matches together, and they uh, when they played, I mean, they their um, points per game was about one point five five compared to like the team, which is one point four four. So they overperformed the team when they played together, but. And it's a very small sample size. But when Coleman and Boxel played together for three matches, they were at two points per game. Like, so there's some weird anomalies in there, which I, means me, like, I don't want to get ahead to like, our looking forward to the roster stuff. But like, I don't know why we did not resign him. Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, because we, we, we need young Senate. We can't have three uh, over 30-year-old yeah, uh, center backs. As, as your, that's the real thing. And right, I, I should say... I, Sorry. I feel a little bit bad for Raitala because I feel like he got just the shit end of everything. Robin Hood was like, hey, come to Minnesota. It's Because he came in to be, you know, left fullback depth. Or left center back or depth. Or left center back depth. And he came in and played and instead of playing. And, he, and his experience at playing center back is in a three center back back line. Yeah. And he came in and was asked to, like, start at left, which he didn't do terrible. But, like, it was in the first four matches of the season when the whole team did terrible. And then he was asked to play right fullback and fill the shoes of Metnair and also be a offensive creator, which is not him. And then he got benched as, after that. Uh, moving on to central midfield, which is really just talking about either it's a, the two-person uh, thing or or sometimes we were playing the three-person with, like, Ozzy, Dotson, and Trap, or something like that. Um, uh, you know, the newcomer was Trap. We talked about, several of us talked about him being the signing. One of the questions coming into the season was Ozzy's getting older. We came out of last season with Ozzy and Jan Grigush playing. A good chunk of the season, we played with 
Will Trapp and Hassani Dotson, not Grey Goosh, not Ozzy. Um, this one is a weird one to, to grade because I think there were uh, there were some really great positives of Ozzy Alonso and Will uh, in the second half of the season. Will Trapp throughout the season, um, but I, I mean for me, even though I, I feel like it was a pretty steady thing, it was. It was like a C, right? Um, Ja'Cory Hayes just dropped off the map. Jan Gregush, like, uh, brought the wrong bottle of wine to practice or something like that and, and got ostracized. Um, Ozzy Alonso had a f- terrible first half of the season. Uh, th- there just wasn't a lot of positives. I thought Hassani Dotson, we'll talk about it in, in a minute, um, I thought Hassani Dotson didn't do terribly well. So I'm going to give them a C, and I'm – that actually, is, now that I say it aloud, it surprises me. Um, but Mark, I'll, I'll throw back to you so that we can keep uh, changing this up. Um, you have a lot to say about the the central midfield, and I think that your grade is probably going to be higher than mine. I'm going to give him a B. Uh, I mean, for one, again, Hayes falls into the Ritala camp where he just got a shit deal, where I think uh, three or four of his starts – were when we played a 4-3-3 and he was the extra holding midfielder in that and like yeah where we we put Sam the kit guy out there as well yeah and like, like well fuck and, it and, and of course we did terrible win. and so like he his performances were when we were playing on the road in 4-3-3 and the whole team played terrible Fair because enough. they were set up to fail uh but yeah and I think see I gave it a B like when you factor in like how well Will Trapp did I mean he the guy started 32 of our 35 matches this season and played yeah. well in almost all of them. Um, and then you had, um, you know, basically Dotson and Alonzo kind of switching up going uh, between, I mean, Dotson had 13 starts at midfield and Alonzo had 16 and kind of switching up back and forth. And I think they, yeah, it, I B it seems okay for that. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Rodrigo, what, what do you want to give him? Um, I, I, you got to compare it to the previous season in some sort of sense, and um, I think we we stayed at at sub like sub. You know, we were we were at par, and so like I, I agree with you in the aspect of a C. I think a C is a is 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 an honest uh, look at what we did. We 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 did some good things with um, with Will Trap. Um, um, I think that was thing. I think what took the longest was to figure out which pairings of these in our midfield that we had would actually work better and have better chemistry in that matter. And I think that's what took the longest. Um, and towards the end of the season, we 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 saw the resurgence of um, Ozzy because he was the one, you know, I've always, I've always stated that he needs time. He needs time to be able to acclimate. He needs time to be able to assess the situation. And towards, that, end of the, towards the end of the season, he was in this and his awareness and, and knew what he needed to do and his communication with whoever he was being paired of was, was a lot better. Um, Dotson um, took a step back in a sense, but I don't also put that so much on him. I also put him in the situation that he was put into to not only be p- played uh, so many games in his, in his true position instead of being the, um, the jack of all trades in a sense, right, playing left, playing right back, playing um, playing right when needed to be right. Um, I think he, he was very timid at some times, and I think because he had to uh, not only think about 
what he had to do in the midfield defensively. He focused more on that than the actually the offense, which is what he is is needed for in this in this I, type of situation. Do, I don't remember seeing him doing anything defensively all season. It felt like he he had he, he had moments in the aspect of like he in transition wise he was he's he, he's he's your engine right. He'll go and go get the ball. He'll go and try to try to make those stops and take those transition. Does that show up in you know full stats aspects of it uh, deeply into it? It will. It 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 should. But at the at the same time, I think him not being aware or understanding what his real role was supposed to be when he's in his positions is probably what made him t- take that step back in his development. In that he had, sense, he had two goals and two assists this year. I, I just I looked at what he was doing on the field, and I, I thought you know I I went and pulled up his uh, his full file this year uh, his report for this year for progressive passes his uh the average per 90 he was ranked 109 of midfielders in terms of how many progressive passes he put in uh, 4.97 per per match basically um you know his deep completed crosses were were uh, you know he ranked 24th in the in the league deep completions so these are these are these kind of long passes he ranked uh, 32nd his recoveries, he ranked 69. His counter-pressing recoveries, 52nd. I just thought that he just he wasn't doing this nuts and bolts stuff. Um, that I think I think maybe he can he can grow into. But I wanted to see this year. You know, Ozzy was struggling. Jan Gregus is uh, in the doghouse. You've got this was his chance to really step up, and he did not do that this year. And that was my kind of frustration with Dotson, which is, you know, not to say that he can't next year, but I was hoping that this would be his coming out year. See, I also think some of those stats don't tell the whole story because you're also comparing stats for midfielders when he's half of his starts were at either left wing, right wing, exactly, uh, central attacking mid, right fullback, left fullback, all over the field. So like, I mean, how much if you're playing left wing, you're not going to have those, those kind of same passing, you're not going to have the same recovery. Gonna, all of your stats are going to be messed up. So, uh, making I'm, that comparison is tricky. I will accept that, uh, but I'm still right. Corey, <laughs> do you want to give a grade <laughs> to the yeah. field? Uh, uh, B minus for all of the reasons that we all described. Um, I wanted more from Hassani, but I still like Hassani. I still think he, I, I still really like the pairing of him and Will Trap. Um, I totally agree with Rodrigo. Ozzy is a better starter than he is as a sub because the dude needs like 10 minutes for his knees to warm up. Um, yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, I would be fine with a Hassani-Trap pairing to start next season. No, and it should be. And it should be. Trap, Dotson. I mean, of the um, like eight matches that they played together, their points per game was 2.5 compared to the team average of the entire season, which is 1.44. That's huge. Uh, that is surprising. I actually, I wanted to go find data to, to say how bullshit that was. Um, but the games that, that um, those were in were actually some of the bigger successful games. Uh-huh. The ones that we would could categorize as uh, a good win that we deserve to do. The, right. the Seattle game, the uh, Portland away. Um, so I, I, I think so, but I, I don't know how much credit he gets, but obviously, he was he was part of it. I just yeah. I didn't. He it, did. It didn't pass the smell well, test. And, and, and a lot of that, a lot of that comes from, and this is a good transition point. A lot of that comes from 
who was in front of them and what was the stability and consistency yeah. in, in the in the attacking well, men. Let's the talk course. about the attack there. See, let's give, those, give those grades. Um, let's start with you, Corey, since uh, we'll just throw it back. Um, the attack we're, we're considering being that front three plus the, the striker in front. Um, obviously, um, I think by the end, we would all say the quote-unquote starting lineup was Frank Payne on the left, Robin Lud on the right, um, Bebelo in the uh, center, and then Unu up top. But there was a lot of different steps along the way. So what do you give overall to, to a team that um, couldn't put the ball in the back of I the fucking a, I net? gave him a C plus. Yeah. Um, I do think that those last couple matches is a sign of things to come pending current litigation. Um, but, <laughs> um, but then visa work, like I'm less worried about the 10 than I am our winger and, and our striker. And we'll talk about it in a second, but I, all of the changes that happened this year, some of it was luck or unlucky situations with injuries and multiple, like Fragapane and Lud didn't play together until what July B- because of, Euros and injuries and right and Fragapani uh, didn't get here till like what June yeah and it's delays in the transfers all these things that some of it's in our control some of it is not um, Fragapani's racist against Finnish people yeah, too yeah so. exactly so well, I mean that makes sense <laughs> that's, that's why they just <laughs> so many whys how yeah, can they have? it's uh, you know but at the same time it comes down it's, it's not just our starting our preferred front four. It's also the depth and our lack of tact in using those players. We just we didn't go after the the players that we needed. You mentioned CJ, CJ Sapong being available. You know all of that stuff. C plus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mar- Rodrigo, let's let's go to you. Um. Hard because you know I when when the four horsemen were were playing at and and they were playing they they were good. They were, you know, one of the better attacking crew in in, in this league, but um, I, I want to give the grade as a, as a just a C. I think we didn't we did enough to be able to 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 create to add on to what we had, uh, right? We already had a Reynoso and we already had um, a Lud that were part of that center four, so we just added two players that could that could play with him. I think Fragapane out of out of the both. Was probably the biggest surprise, right? Um, not only at the price tag, but also at what he was capable of doing. Um, I think um, Unu was is, is is more of a longer term project, right? Um, I, I think what he was able to put with seven goals and the opportunities. Um, I think I think it, I think I think it's, it's it's a work in progress. I think he should do better next year, and he and he should, and he knows. So, um, but at the same time, like. Like there, there, there are certain things in his attack that 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 really um, that really like bother me in a sense is of it like being really slow. Is that what bothers you? Yeah, I think he's really I, slow. I think I think the aspect of it is is that this this we don't move the forward move the ball forward faster than we used to. We tend to get stuck in this. Pass the ball to the left, pass it back to the middle, pass the ball to the right, trying to create, trying to find these little open holes when when we are better when we're in a transitional aspect of it and just moving the ball forward and moving the ball into space. And then that's when we are able to move the 
move the defenders and able to create some sort of chaos in that sense. And I think that's when we're at our best, when yeah. we're able to play somewhat of a tiki-taka, but moving the ball forward in that sense and, and looking for that for, for those moments, right? And I think... Vertical is, is the, the hip right, way of referring right. to this, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Mark, what, what do we give him? Uh, C minus. Okay. Uh, I mean, we... We, one thing we did really well was uh, op, like we created opportunities, and that was all Bebelo. Like He created all of our opportunities, and we were six in the league in expected goals. Problem is, we could, our finishing, which is the rest of the attack, was atrocious. Like uh, Our actual goals, I think we were like 17th or 18th in the league. Like We yeah. dropped. Like we, we had uh, like 51. Our expected goals was 51, and our actual goals was 41. We like, dropped, like, you know. 20% yeah. of them like it, it's that's bad and so it's uh, yeah it's that's disappointing so like and that's that's on all the attackers right there and yeah. so I don't know it's I think I think uh you dropping that expected goals thing maybe changes what what I was going to say I was going to give them a d because I, I think that um they were just um not aside from Bebelo, it was just not much happening he, you know Robin Lud would come in with these uh, he wasn't creating much in a good chunk of the season, but then he would come in and score right before the end of the game, et cetera. Um, but I think that I should, I need to amend that D that's, that's not fair because you're right. They were creating chances and especially like, um, Frank Payne was helping create chances. And really what I'm looking at is we had Agadello, Adi, Abila, Unu, and like, they were just fucking shit, right? Udu right. is the best of that group, and he's paid a crap load of money, double what anyone else is making, and he was just like just not completing anything. So I think that that um, that to me maybe maybe the D I'm I'm giving a, a D minus to the to that strike force, and then but Bebilo did have again a, a, a immaculate season. He had ten assists. Fragapane had nine. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll give them a, a, a B minus. I still think they need to, they need to score more goals, both Frank and uh, and Bebelo. But and Bebelo's like scoring. Like again, he missed opportunities too. Yeah. But the opportunities he missed hit Zeller yeah. right in the effing and, face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, no, no, so, but, but Bebelo was not. Was Bebelo's never been a top scorer or like a oh, lead scorer? But, but, but he, we need someone to in the team, right? Right, and, he, and I get he, that he missed too many chances. He hit the the post like how many times this so, season? So did Anu. Anu did the same thing. Five, I mean, Anu hit more of the post yes. scoring opportunities more than anybody. I think on, yeah. on, on this. Yeah. But I think what what we're, what you were pointing at is the fact that our death in the attacking aspect of it, besides Finley, is extremely poor. And so we don't have... Um, so, yeah. Only getting worse, too. Right. So. I mean, Unu coming off the bench is probably... And Finley are probably our two best uh, change of pace and still keep creating opportunities option. So that would mean that, you know, we would need to sign someone who's playing always up top and better than Unu in a type of sense that that way when you bring in Unu, the, the drop in production isn't so drastic. Yeah. Also, ideally, you wouldn't want your highest paid DP to be coming off the bench. No. All right. So let's take a break here because we want to. We've got some more questions to ask. But at least um, overall, this team sounds like we were given, like we'd give like a. This was a B minus year, C plus yeah. year. Yeah. 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 The, the, plus, the, think, the spine right? part of the year was a B. B the is, uh, is, attack when, part when, of the year. When is, you have a C plus and a B minus, is that like? 
when you play an A sharp and a B flat, it's the same key? No, it's not. They're, they're different. They're different. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I went to music school. It's we'll fine. be back. podcast uh let's talk about uh some kind of overall things that we wanted to go over i did my um there's these like categories that i use in thinking about games i've talked about it on this podcast before and and it, a it, game show categories it, it's things yeah potpourri um it, it's was this game a bad uh performance with a deserved result uh a good performance with an unlucky result meaning we played well we should have won, but we drew or we lost. A bad performance with a lucky result. We were bad. We won somehow or we drew somehow. A good performance with a deserved re- result. Um, I had two. I created a second one, which is fine. We were fine. We got a draw. It was fine. Like I, there were two games like that. that I think of call they, it the shrug. It was a, the the Man. two two uh, San Jose Earthquakes and then uh, the two two Vancouver Whitecaps. They they were fine. Um, so I, I went through, and there were 14 bad games where we deserved to lose. We were freaking garbage. There were zero. We were good, and we were unlucky. Um, uh, there were eight. We were bad, and we got lucky. There were 10, which is more than I remembered. Um, we were good. We deserved to win. That is a little bit different than my uh, subcategories, which sometimes is... Uh, um, <laughs> this was a dominant win. I think I think right. the Austin games, we had two Austin wins. I think those were two of the only ones that were dominant uh, performances. Um, Dynamo as well. Everyone, actually, everyone in yeah. Texas sucked. Uh-huh. We, we kicked the shit out of them. Well, that, 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 that um, Galaxy win in September. Right. Galaxy win was, I think, the only one that we had that was uh, against... Uh, maybe no. The the Sporting Kansas City win late in the season wasn't quite like a, a, a dominant or anything. So yeah. that's the that's at least the way I I said it. Maybe people can can quibble with with those. It was more good deserved uh, results uh, than I, I kind of expected in thinking thinking back on the season. But I, I want to start with this question, which is, what did we do well this season? Um, Mark, you're the only one looking at me, so I'll just go to you first. Uh, I mean, again, like our chance creation, we did very well. Um, and I think our our center backs were were pretty consistent and they played pretty well. Like even, I mean, you know, the first four matches obviously were the first four matches and those were just on the center back. Like, I mean, center backs made mistakes in those matches, but everybody made mistakes in those matches. And so um, then they got pretty consistent throughout and they looked good. And then again, like we talked about... Um, our uh, central midfielders. You only have to name one thing here, All right. buddy. Yeah, and then we'll the will trap being will trap is very okay. good. I think your your point about the the center back stability. I think there were very few times we felt like our the core of our defense was torn apart. Um, we we were bad maybe on being transitioned because they the guys would be pulled out by usually that was 
the uh, winger or something or the fullback Metineers pulled out, so our center back is pulled out. And then overall we were we were torn apart. But that was less on the actual yeah. center back. And, and, and the nice thing too about the center backs too is like that's one of the few positions, like once you remove like the first four matches with where Ritala helped out, where our depth was quality. Yeah. And bring, like you said, Coleman overperformed this season. And it showed, like, and it, again, it was literally the only position where we utilized the depth that we've signed for that position, which says a lot. Like, oh, and goalkeeper, I guess, too. But, like, yeah. still, like, every other position, we never, we didn't utilize our depth that we signed to play that position at the beginning of the season. And so, that, again, says something for how well we did, how, sti- how the, that stability piece of it. Yeah. Um, what else did we do well? I, I agree with Mark that it's. Basically, from the holding defensive midfield back, I thought we were stable. That was a big concern of mine with with Ike not being there. Um, year two of Vito Minone not being there. Um, like I'm, I feel much more confident in Tyler Miller after two Tuesday. AV is what we call that. After Vito, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's all Roman numerals though. Um, so because. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's yeah, Italian. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mm. um, <laughs> yeah, and and I think I think the the it didn't always come off well, but the experimentation with the the double pivot pairing, um, I think we you know we talked that you know Dotson and Trap stats wise we had our most points per game, but. We figured out, okay, this kind of match, Ozzy starting with Trap is going to be beneficial for us with Hassani coming in off the bench. That kind of experimentation felt somewhat refreshing to me, if not frustrating because nobody could get a full run out and then also just the issues with Grey Goose. But generally, from that, from that midfield pairing back, I thought we were solid, and I thought it was, it was not worse than last season. I think it was marginally better. Anything, anything else to add on, on what we did well overall? Um, I think just for me, it was just a well trap in the sense of finding him and being a part of that center and stepping in into that role and securing that um, was, was instrumental to, to us having some sort of uh, consistency in that midfield to, to kind of di- direct and connect passes, right? Um, and, I mean, you, you can't say you – know, the other thing that we did right is you can't say – you can't say no to nine assists, right? Yeah. I think uh, the insurgents of Fragapane and nine assists is is big on this. Uh, and I think that those those two things for me were probably the, the the two biggest things that I thought. Yeah, I think it's pretty telling that we're looking back on the season and talking about Will Trap as such an important role of it. When I don't think any of us would say Will Trap was a top level player this year. Uh, even for us, he was not. Uh, w- you know, if, if we ranked who our best players were this year, he was consistent. You know, he was always B minus to B plus, never an A, never maybe a, there were a couple games. He there was one game I remember him being garbage, but but like he was just so consistent. And um, and I think that that maybe says something about this season where our one of our one of our best things we did this year was have a guy who was just not bad or not great. Um you know, say what you will about it. I mean, we still get to watch Bebelo week in, week out, week out, which I think is maybe we're starting to take for granted um, just how good at 
playing the soccer he is. We won't anymore, though. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> um, I want to ask then the opposite, obviously, which is what did we not do well? Rodrigo, what, what, what went wrong this year? I don't know if it's just like, it's, it's just a repeat of the same thing as last year, in a sense, right? Like, well, previous years before, is like, we just can't finish, right? We create the opportunities. We saw with Molino and Reynoso, when they were together, they create opportunities, and they were able to to report and, and, and score, right? Uh, mostly Molino, but we we create chances, and we just don't have someone up top that can finish those. You were also supposed to talk about the depth. Oh, about the depth, the fact that we don't have any? Yeah, yes. In our attacking, well, we, we didn't use it, right? Well, well, it's not. Look, look. You, you, we talked about, um, we talked about Finley being a deaf piece, right? And and you look at, you know, his 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 assists and his goals, right? Uh, Onu coming off the bench also was also do that. But if you look at the Agudelos, uh, at the at the Nick Hansons, if you look at um, Fernando Adi, um, well, some. Trying to think, Hayes, right? Uh, we didn't even use Ezeal Jackson, Master. We don't. When when you want to exchange attack, you you want to be able to bring on folks that are able to either maintain that same um, amount of attack um, or, or bring something else unique that will, right. that will that will that will really throw off it. None of those players that we were using to sub. Where we're doing any of that, so we yeah. rely heavily on our, on our starting eleven. Even though, as 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 Marcus pointed out, the lack of use of Gregush in those situations, you know, uh, was, well, was, was 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 huge. Do you remember quite quite uh, clearly in the which game was it where um, Hassani scored the banger to win? It was a Gregush, the LAFC game. Uh, was that it? Greg, oh, yes, he, yeah, yeah. He got like the Gregush comes in late. And then he sends in this. He gets his like great this ball, magical ball. Sends in this great cross, and uh, Hassani because we scored like two goals really late. Yeah, yeah we Hassani scored like in stoppage banger. time to, to to get the draw, I believe. Yes. Um. And so, Gregush did come in and change that. You know, did did something important there. Um. I think there, there's two ways to think about this, and one that you just brought up, which is that a lot of times. One of the problems that we did not do well this year is we did not bring in players who could maintain something like that quality, right? They don't have to be as good as Robin Lud or Bebelo or someone, but they have to be able to bring something different and maintain that. Um, Heath obviously did not believe that they could, which is a fault of who uh, of Heath bringing in the wrong players. But also, he didn't trust some of them. Like we, for example, on this this season, we brought up players like Justin McMaster, et cetera, who came in and they didn't look stellar, but they they looked like they brought some energy. They at least. Right did something and sometimes you had frank Payne out there just like wandering just fucking take the dude i don't care if justin mcmaster is a third as good as frank Payne. take the guy off put justin out there and at least he'll bring some energy back right. and do something and that was the big frustration same thing with uh Gregush. like obviously this is not working get someone in there who can do something different and same thing with way yeah well yeah. It, it's it's and and this is all exactly what my bad is as well. And it's the frustrating part is, you know, you don't put too much stock into preseason, but when you look at the same names, when we're putting up a ton of goals in preseason and you're seeing chemistry develop with Nico Hansen and Justin McMaster and all these players, 
Like that's what our preseason's for. So you can hit the ground running a little bit. And they just drop off. They just drop off at the face of the earth. Part of it was injuries, yes, but when their injuries were resolved, they didn't they weren't given chances. Yeah. And so it's like you have this depth and you know that there are some gems in that depth. But you're not you're not giving them a run out. Yeah. You're not you're not you're not consistently bringing them in at 65, 70, 75 minutes. I I, I would counter that we don't have that depth because no, we, if have we a, had we that have a depth, utility guy. Yeah, I mean like if if we had that depth, then we wouldn't have we wouldn't be having this conversation. Like if I, we, we had players that could, that could come in, like if you had if Unu was sole world was to come off the bench and be that. That, that that game changer and different different way of approaching the game, then yeah, then I would see that. But we don't. I mean, like we don't use we didn't use John Gregus. We didn't use anybody else to come off the bench that was actually, and, and we didn't trust our young uh, young kids. Patrick Weah, even though, in in a, in a team that lacks depth at forward, he didn't really get the chance. And the one time that we saw him. Yes, he was raw, but sometimes you just need you to be able twice, to let that out. I yeah. do believe he, he was. He was great at shit housing. But, yeah, yeah, he but had that, the, yeah. The, 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 to counter that part of it is, I'm not convinced that he, that Heath knows what kind of depth he needs or wants to use. Because this is not a problem that is unique to 2021. No, it's not. This, You're right. Th- th- this is a what we're in year five, and this is something that we've this talked is, about yeah. year over year over year. This is a year five problem. Yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah, so it's generational wealth. So it's like, you know, Nico Hansen, like we talked about it, he looks good, but he couldn't finish. Okay, well, if he's given more chances yeah. to it, like, we had lots of players who, Robin Lud couldn't finish for the first exactly. uh, six games, seven, eight Ex- games exactly. of the year. Exactly. And like, how much like consistent super sub moments yeah. for Nico Hansen would give him that confidence? How much of Justin McMaster coming in for Fragapani before he got injured yeah. would have helped? But, Yes, I think there's a combination of is the quality of our depth as good? No, but I still think Heath just has this th- this untenable threshold for these players, and if they don't meet some imaginary thing that he has in his the back of his brain, because he's what technical director, right? You yeah, know, something. it's like whatever it is. If if they don't meet that, they drop off the face of the earth. They they get no chances. They have to prove themselves in training, and then they get injured. All right, it's award season, guys. Uh, I want to know who the um, uh, some some easy awards here. Who the best player of the year was? Is there any argument? Or would we what are you gonna say? Oh, okay. Go ahead, Corey. You go first. I was gonna say Reynoso is our best player. Okay, all right, oh, Reynoso. Okay, who had the, you, you agree? Reynoso had the best season. Um, I think Reynoso had a great season. But I think I, I this is this is weird, but I'll say trap. Okay, cool. All right. I'm, um, into that. I'm gonna give it to Reynoso, um, newcomer of the year. Is that trap or that's a hard one or Fragapani? Well, I right? guess we already kind of said we already kind of said who our who our wins were, so we, we've already voted I mean, a little bit on that. It's it, um, it's, it's Fragapani. Best young player, and by young player I mean under thirty. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I will say um, I've got a few awards here. One is the um, Jermaine Taylor Endowed Chair for Elderly Signing, who, um, for whatever reason, is taking up minutes of young players uh, coming in. Any any nominees for this? I mean, I mean, just just pick our rotating thirty-some plus year old forwards that come in halfway through the season. So, like, that's a Fernando Adi for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fernando Adi's a top a top candidate because you could have at least um, 
You could have, yeah. Those are those you are two hundred minutes Patrick Way I could have used. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Adi. Um, Wanchopi is a second. Okay. Um, uh, the the next award is the Adrian Heath Cooking Wine Award for you. This is for um, player who is used immediately uh, and then discarded. Uh, a player who who kind of comes in and it's like, oh, we're gonna give him minutes. This usually happens in May, and then uh, and and then we never see them again. I'm gonna give this one to uh, Justin McMaster. Any other nominees? Uh, I I give my nominee to uh, Yuka Raitala. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, and an an aged cooking wine. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely like a like a Costco Kirkland brand port. <laughs> it's a two-year Kirkland port. Uh, any any other good uh, shouts? For no, this? I definitely think Raitala. Like he just got a shit deal. He I did. feel bad for the guy. All right, um, he looks good with his national team. I like yuca fries. Uh, the this is the Bosch Kim Kadri Memorial Award for player you were hyped on at the beginning of the season who. Then either never played or didn't play that much, et cetera. Mine goes to Kibben Gucci. I said that Kibben Gucci, Kibben Gucci, Kibben Gucci, Kibben Gucci. He did score that one header off then when he was, who was he, was he like San Antonio? Sacramento. Sacramento, yeah. 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 Man, I, I'm still holding out. 2020, uh, 2022 is the year of Kibben Gucci. I, I was really excited for Nico Hansen, uh, the first couple yeah. showings at the beginning of the season. And then he got injured. Great. Let him come back. And then they, I think he won't play him because he's too pretty. Oh God, he's he so, had the he, best hair. Though. He's such a beautiful yeah. man. His, I, I get lost in those eyes. Yeah, I, I get lost in master. Like I thought yeah. he was our that, answer yeah. on the left wing in the beginning of the season when everyone was injured. Yep, that was me too. McMaster was my was my was mine. Um, okay, last award goes to the Brandon Allen Ninja, uh, ninja Belt for a uh, guy you're going to forget about totally that exists. Did you remember that Brandon Allen was a Minnesota United uh-huh. player? Wait, yeah. he, did he play like 15 minutes in an exhibition match? Only in, only in a, yes, in that uh, whoever the, the uh, Mexico team we played that year or Saprissa or whoever yeah. it was. Um, yes. So who is it going to be this year? Oh, uh, it's got to be Foster Langsdorf. Foster Langsdorf is a good. He, he uh, retired after six or seven, so uh-huh. a few months into the season. Uh, a couple good nominees here would also be um, Aziel Jackson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my vote. Yep. Who, who are the other guys who came, kind of came mm-hmm. in and disappeared? Joseph I mean, Ver- Aguidello, I, I legit saw him on the bench uh, in the playoff game. It was like, who the fuck is, oh, my God. <laughs> that guy plays for us. I didn't know. So I mean, uh, Aguidello's best thing was when he was uh, up muscling Valeri at yeah. a corner for the ball. Yeah. God, that was so much fun to watch. But um, that was basically it, yeah. Any other any other uh, guys I mean, who might fit that bill? You want to nominate? Like, uh, it's a it could go fifty fifty depending on what happens next season. But Joseph Rosales, I, I think like I liked the, the way that he played when he came in a couple of times, but that doesn't mean anything. Well, well, the the only thing about Joseph Rosales that made me rethink because I said on this podcast like two months ago he'll play no more than twenty minutes. He would be this guy plays eighty minutes and disappears, um, or fifteen minutes, and. There were a couple times where he, there was a substitute and it was like more than just, I'm just going to throw a guy on. It was, oh, I have an opportunity to do something. Voluntarily, I put this guy on. I think he can change something, which made me think that he sees something more in him. Yeah. Which, so, which is nice to see. It, it's, um, a, it's a little bit of like an early Hassani Dotson vibe. I, but anyway. I would say Noah. 
Noah Billingsley, oh, rest in God. peace, my man. Uh, Chase Gasper's COVID, bro. Yep, yep. Hanging out at uh, at, at the Whole Foods in Uptown or whatever. No, no, he he went to he went masks. to Myth. Oh yes, he went to right. Myth. No, no I'm just, <laughs> Chase, Chase and him went to Myth, th- thinking that there was like an Imagine Dragons concert wow. that was canceled, but they were looking at an outdated Google Cache website. That's what happened. Chase absolutely listens to, to Imagine Dragons. All right, my friends, that is the season review. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. In a few days, we'll, you'll listen to what we're about to record in 10 seconds. Uh, <laughs> After Stop ruining the magic of podcasting. Us, it'll be like, oh, we just talked about this. And for you, it's like we listened to this like a week. I don't remember. Or you didn't listen to this, whatever. Thanks, everyone. You're beautiful, you're sexy, and everyone loves you.